This episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Not sure you've heard of them. <laughs> Up and coming uh, little restaurant, but they're making it. They're the little engine that could. You know, the moment of bliss when you spot your fries being scooped into the carton and suddenly time slows down. I have that all the time. I love their fries. Oh, yeah. yes. McDonald's fries hit different when they're free. That's another thing I'll tell you. And when they belong to your friends, there's no better feeling than thinking you're out of fries and then you discover extra fries at the bottom of your bag or else my son still hasn't finished his fries yeah. and I'm done with mine. And uh, he used to be weaker than me so I could just take them. Yeah. Now I can't because he's stronger than me. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no wrong way to eat McDonald's fries, but we all think our way is the best way. And I like stealing them from someone else. That's my favorite <laughs> way. Get your favorite McDonald's fries today. McDonald's, check them out sometime. They're everywhere. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hear me? I did. I heard you. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need. You just say that and they show up. They come jumping out of a shrub. Oh, cool. No matter where you are in life, when you need the coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hi, my name is Jordan Peele, and I feel honored, absolutely fucking honored, wow. about being on Conan O'Brien's... Oh, no, sorry, I fucked it up. It was going so well. Let me just take it back. You should change it and not uh, say no. it. Oh, so, hi, my name is Jordan Peele. And I feel good about being Conan O'Brien. <laughs> oh, yes! We had it! That's so good. you guys edit and stuff. Not and that particularly. That's your Hey there, welcome to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. And I'm starting with an observation here, sitting with my pals, Sonam of Sessian, mm. Matt Gorley. And this is a complete happening that we just realized as we all sat down. I am wearing uncharacteristically a green kind of hoodie, olive green sweatshirt that I never wear. And I, I just put it on, waltzed in. Sona, you are wearing the exact same color yeah. in like a, what is that, a, like an overcoat. It's like a trench coat. Trench almost. coat. And then over here, Gorley just walked off the set of MASH. And he's wearing, uh, I guess, think in the role of Radar O'Reilly. And uh, you are wearing uh, the exact same green. You too. And then I'm noticing that we're sitting on the exact same green pillows mm -hmm. and that the chairs are the exact same color, olive drab green. Yeah. And it's almost as if, I think, if when this airs, will just be faces floating. Yeah, zip up your jacket. We're going to look like three floating heads. Three floating heads just doing a podcast. Cut. I mean, of course, yes, this is a an audio medium, but I know that people will look at the clips. So if you want to check it's... out the clip of... Now, what could we do? Don't we have to... <laughs> is anyone go... actually going to key us out or... No, we don't need to. Because we don't look need stupid. To. We're, no, we, we're just oh, we swaying back and forth. No, we look smart. No, we I, look don't, I, I worry... Hold on. I worry with that there's probably more, more technology needed here, that the background also has to be all green and then some kind of, does anyone here understand the technology? Eduardo, do you understand it or does Blay understand it? What, what do we need to do to make our head just float? Uh, I understand it. I mean, basically it would be, it, because there's a, a black background, we would key out the green. So it would just be your heads on a see-through box. So we could we could make, we could key out the green. Is this gonna cost us like thousands of dollars? No, not at all. Okay. Do, I could probably do it on my phone. Add in the background yeah, I'm gonna color. cover up. Yeah, if you cover up your arms. I cover can't, up your I arms can't and your do hands. it. Yeah. 
I can't put do them this. under the table. This yeah. jacket is very small on me, and so it's already <laughs> up that, half that my arm. That jacket doesn't fit you. Did you steal no. that? Did you steal that jacket off a corpse? Steal that? No. Did you steal that jacket off a corpse? Off a corpse? No. I okay. didn't steal things from corpses. <laughs> I uh, think I bought this I love a getting, lot. Nice I love getting. I love getting. I don't steal things from corpses. You know that what I love about Sona? She has standards. She uh, has standards. That's the only time I, she could say I didn't steal. If something. they're breathing, then I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, keep doing whatever that is. Well, listen, I'm just saying that we're trying normal. to create. We don't have a big budget here, but we're creating a, a cool, spooky optical image of our heads. Yeah, three days after Halloween. This is great. Yeah, and okay. it, it'll probably air long after that. <laughs> Grim grinning ghosts come out to socialize. You know? What? No, what? I don't haunted know. Mansion? Oh. The three heads in the haunted mansion. Whole, yeah, not song? all of us did time <laughs> professionally <laughs> in an amusement park. You act like, come on, guys, you with me? Come on, guys. The song you hear 75,000 times a day when you work at an amusement park? You gave it your all, too, in that performance. You know what? I I bare my soul for you two assholes, and this is what I get? Well, anyway, we should probably uh, quit doing this. It seems dumb. What do you think? We should move on with the show? We should, but you know what? what? We should, everybody should head over to YouTube. Oh, for a visual treat. Do you that's... mean head as in pun head over to YouTube? Because we're floating heads? Grim grinning ghosts come I out am... to socialize. Oh, I'm angry at you right now. I yeah, hate he's you so the worst. Much. You are the worst. I usually love you. You're the, but you're I hate the worst. You so oh, much no. Right you guys haven't heard? <laughs> I'm a little great guy. All right. Well, anyway. I'm uh, saying just go to YouTube. I'm not yeah. saying to watch this. Yeah. I'm just saying go to YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, go to YouTube. Switch away from this. Yeah, shit. Don't listen to this. Go on YouTube right now. Certainly, there's something yeah, you would look watch up, there. Look up a great Olympic skiing fail. Do not look at any of this shit of our oh, floating head. All right, let's do it. Okay. Uh, yeah, go one ahead. more transition because we were all laughing. Like, ah, ha, ha, ha. okay, my next guest. All right, everybody. Okay, <laughs> enough of your giggling. Uh, let's get to it. No screwing around today. My guest is an Academy Award-winning writer and director behind such films as Get Out, Us, and Nope. He also starred in the hit Comedy Central sketch series Key and Peel. Uh, to say I'm excited is just not adequate. I'm thrilled. I'm overjoyed. Uh, I, I admire this gentleman so much. So glad he's here today. Jordan Peele, welcome. Can I say something to you? I have been dying to have you on the podcast, and this is a huge delight for all of us. Wow. But I, I, I didn't, I didn't know. They, you know, sometimes offers come in and they just don't sort of penetrate the wall of, you know, of advisors. No, I went to your house and yeah. I rang the bell. Yeah, and you answered, and I said, "Hey, Jordan, would you want to do the podcast someday?" And you said, uh, and it wasn't convincing. You said, I just had drops for glaucoma surgery <laughs> and I can't see who I'm talking to. And then you did that bit every time I came by. And the truth of the matter was, I'm, and I want to say this on the record, mm -hmm. this is such, it, it is such an honor. It's always an honor because from us comedy people, you are the goat. Oh. Do you know oh, what that means? Um, I can get up our hard, rocky oh mountains oh easily. God. I can so digest no. in cans. This, one, this one's like within the last 20 years. This one. <laughs> <laughs> that is so nice of you to say. I Okay, I'm going to say when uh, I first discovered you, as a lot of people did, watching Key and Peele sketches, and I would watch these sketches and I would say, Okay, these are so well written. These are such great ideas. These are such perfect sketches. I mean, some of the sketches I w I've spent years relating them to people. Like, you know that one? Mm -hmm. You know that one? Yeah. Um, there's the the the, <laughs> the burn victim in the insult <laughs> comic. That one. A lot of comedians really connect with this one. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, and I, I mean to that one. I mean, there's so many great sketches, but but that one comedian insult comedian going around the audience and then respectfully passes over someone who clearly has been in a horrible situation, burns all over them, and is just <laughs> but passes over, tries to start heckling and uh, you know doing crowd work with the next guy, and the guy goes, "Do me," <laughs> and he says, and he says, "No, no, no, sir, I I wouldn't do you." And he goes, I can take it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And you make him do it, and then he does it, 
and you're like, too far. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I could take it, but I can't. I I was crying when I first saw that. I've watched it multiple times, and you guys have many sketches like that, but I was like, okay, that's up there with, you know, take your favorite SCTV pieces, take your favorite, uh, you know, your favorite sketch from SNL ever, take your favorite Monty Python. I mean, just the whole pantheon. You guys have a bunch of sketches that slide in there. Thank you. Know, you. God, Look, I, God you know, damn I'm, it. You're I'm, amazing. I'm, I believe Alex Rubens was the uh, writer on that sketch mm-hmm. as well. And we had an amazing team of writers. So if I'm wrong about that, I'm desperately mortified. But look, I... Uh, but also the commitment, it's the, it's the ideas and then the performances. I was uh, raised on Warner Brothers cartoons and my sense of humor has always been very cartoonish. And mm-hmm. when you guys would go into that cartoon world where reality bends in this beautiful way to uh, <laughs> to frustrate the expectation, I was just over the moon. Thank you. Look, yeah. I have to, and I have to bounce that right back at you. So much of this, I mean, so much of this is born from your, your work um, and your, your heightening, mm-hmm. your sort of textbook, your, the, the, the Simpsons, yeah. this, you know, and, and it was a type of sketch comedy that you see in the best sketches where it's just kind of an aggressive and ridiculous <laughs> heightening. <laughs> and Mr. Show did it. You yep, know, so, yep, yep. Um, and so we were just like, okay, we have this opportunity to do this thing. Yeah, it's, but, it's but, so, it's, yeah. And, and then I'm, you know, one of the reasons I've always, you know, I've, I've chatted with you, we've talked, but I've always thought, okay, if I get you in this format, because I've spoken uh, to Keegan and I'm it's like, you're here. And I'm one as I know, like, I always want to find out where does, where do these minds come from? At what point do you realize I think of very strange things and I really like comedy or was was your first true love film or was it comedy or both or horror where does it where does it all start I probably fell in love with comedy at the same time I was getting really scared by shit and I mean scared like in the as a kid like you know a kid growing up in New York I grew up ne- next to a, a building called the Stratford Arms that mm-hmm. was yep. a, a, a a hotel for transients yes. is what it said on the side. And it was basically, it was, you know, pe- very interesting characters. Let's just mm-hmm. put it that way. And so I had a very uh, blessed Upper West Side, you know, uh, upbringing. And I was, you know, it was cultured and that that whole privilege. But it was also, it's just like, there's a creepiness to it as well. So those two things, I think, developed side by side. But at some point, they collided for me. Yeah. Yeah. And they did in f- in film. So you start, what are the movies that you're watching that terrify you when you're a kid? Well, so, you know, if I'm, first thing out of my gate, this, this is a lot of people would say, but Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. was that, that imagery for my specific generation that was like too young when that came out or or too young. It was like, it was more seeing the the posters and the, and the thing that it just... evoked such terror yeah and so that was form that's a formative boogeyman but then falling in love with cinema and stuff it's like stuff like the shining i know you've you've referenced rosemary's baby Mm. what i see in in that film that i think the best directors uh you know try to harness it's or a similar feel is slowly turning the dial you know because i always loved about rosemary's baby and you can relate to this because it was filmed you know takes place in the dakota mm-hmm. upper west upper west side blocks from where you mm-hmm. grew up something's it starts out and everything's fine and it's the slowly turning of the knob where things are less and less fine but it's hard to identify the exact moment when things is that is does that yeah ring true for you i love that style and i love that location i do have this real nostalgia and connection with that of course that's where jo- john lennon was shot yeah, yeah and so there there's uh there's all sorts of uh connotations right with that area um that are so uh dark but i also think that's such a big part of the horror kind of with with comedy is the grounding character mm-hmm. you know the person that ropes us in and reacts you know with horror 
it's it's the toad in the in the pot theory, right? Mm-hmm. If you if you throw a toad into a boiling pot, then that person's gonna walk leave the scene. That character needs to get out of there, right? And that's a you don't want that as a horror film. You got to keep them in this isolated spot. So you slowly turn up the heat right. on the, the character. The, yeah, the idea being the toad gets in. It's like lukewarm, kind yeah. of feels okay, and the temperature's slowly rising. Things are getting more and more uncomfortable. And you can kind of believe why the character would convince themselves, oh, well, maybe it's just me. You it's, know? So, it's so interesting because there's like a, I haven't thought about this at all, but there are their close brothers or they're, they're related comedy and horror. There's a mm. similar thing going on. It's just because you need to acclimate somebody to something it's very normal. Mm-hmm. My favorite comedies are let's acclimate to something very normal. And then you slowly start to bend things and twist things. Of course, you get to this insane place. Mm-hmm. But a lot of comedies that are most effective work that way. They get you to buy into a reality. And then uh, you then you have to start accepting a few premises here and there along the way. But you get sort of spoon fed them. And I think it's the same thing with probably really good horror or the kind of horror I respond to. Yeah. And 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 just like the comedy, it's like the the heightening, the pushing, the fan the the fantastical and the imagination, um, that becomes a certain type of um project and exercise. But the exercise of grounding it mm-hmm. is always what makes it work. To me, in horror especially is the the is the hardest part because you know how do you gr- how do you ground this idea that your protagonist would uh, stay in this situation very long? It's right. kind of always kind of comes up. How yep. can they not solve this? And you're 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 putting the audience in this angst of wanting your character to solve it, but you're not giving that to them. And so the only way way to make that in any way satisfying is to kind of like honor the 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 grounded experience as, right. as much as possible. When you did get out. It's very important, as you said, if if someone shows up, goes away for a weekend with his girlfriend and goes to a house, meet the family, if things are fucked up right away, they're out the door. So you you have all these reasons which I can relate to, which is, no, no, this is okay. This is all right. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to stay in this. Okay, I can handle this. And then things, you you can, like you say, turn up the heat on the pot. And you, but it, but how you do it and how gradually you do it is really important. And that's the the guess who's coming to dinner setup is one that everyone kind of like connects to, which is like wh- that anxiety of meeting your in laws for the first time, or your potential in laws, and you want to crawl out of your skin and leave, mm-hmm. but you can't. You're there for a reason. So we we all. <laughs> I just love too. There's like, is it Bradley Whitford who says, "Oh man, Obama, great, greatest president, right?" Yeah. And and you just think, okay, <laughs> this is. I would I would have voted for him a third time. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just thinking, like, to me, that's also a funny comedy situation too, which is this white person is way over is is pushing it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, yeah, that 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 was the. <laughs> <laughs> that was the element of it. And I'm that, sorry I said that to you when you came in today. Well, yeah, well, that you should. Obama, man, right? A little tone deaf. It was, it was, it was a little deaf. tone deaf. There's just such a thing as being too colorblind. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, you no, know, I was trying good. to. I was trying to get in good with you right away, and it was weird. You're good. You know? We, yeah. we, you know, yeah. we know each other. We're, yeah, but yeah. then I was saying he should be a Supreme Court justice, and you said let's let it go. I like you. Yeah, I don't need. Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't need to be cast as your judge. <laughs> I don't need to be. I don't need to be president of the United States. <laughs> No, but look, I mean, yeah. we're we're obviously joking, but it's it's um this and you know it is in its in its essence it's kind of a key and peel sketch. It's yes. an observation of being black in white spaces. And in that time, I don't remember it having sort of been uh said like that. And yeah. so I I remember just writing that mm-hmm. and feeling like uh, th- it was the moment I realized I had to direct the film that I was writing yeah. because I was like I don't I don't know anybody who can do that who can direct that much that's a big that's a a big leap yes okay you write this screenplay obviously terrific screenplay and you're a known quantity uh writer performer and then you say i'd I'd like to direct this how was what was the reaction you know it was surprisingly 
okay. Yeah. Um, to uh, this is Sean McKittrick to this this guy at QC Entertainment mm-hmm. who I was pitching to. And by the way, I pitched it like no no one's ever going to do this movie, but here's the pitch mm-hmm. and and pitched you know this crazy plot and um, started writing it a couple about. A, a, a couple uh, months into writing it, and again, I knew the whole thing, but a couple months into writing it, I realized, made this call, and he said, go go for it. And it's, basically, it's just like a $5 million movie. So it wasn't like, you know, it was like kind of the perfect t- type of risk. It was, it was A part of it was we can't afford anyone else. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is like micro budget. I'll, I'll direct it and I'll, I'll be, you can pay me $6. I thought it would be more controversial, but he said yes way too quick. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> let's negotiate. I tried to back check. <laughs> too late. Wait a minute, $5 million? Yeah. That was the that was the budget. Now now supposedly it got done for four point five, but who knows? Right. Way Blumhouse cooks the books. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows. Weirdly, I got a check for five hundred thousand dollars. And I, I don't even think it was supposed that, to go to me. No, I probably should have. Yeah, no, I'm not affiliated in any way. But I cashed you did it. Nothing. You, you, oh, you cashed a, it. Yeah, I bought a lot of. Um, uh, I cars signed, and coats. I signed something when I did promotion on your show. You did. Remember when you you did promotion on the show, and, and I, I you thought was, it was just a standard. I agree to be so on this that's show. What it was. Yes, you were the inspiration for Bradley Whitford. <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah. the other thing, right? Yeah, it's just an honor. Based... His name in the movie is Cronin Orion. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't hear it that often. It's really weird. Sona, where else can you go surfing and skiing the same day, huh? I don't know. Or check out a world-class art museum and then camp at a dark sky sanctuary that night, huh? Yeah. Yeah, where else can you hike through Redwoods and then get a luxury spa treatment? Where? Well, you live there. California. (laughs) California, Sona. No matter where you go across the state, you'll find a way to play. I'm a California resident, so are you. Sona, you are a lifelong California resident. I'm a lifer. I love this place. This is a beautiful state. Gorgeous. So many different, wonderful ecosystems in one state. You can hang out by a Palm Springs pool. You know, you can go whale watching. You can go hiking in Yosemite. And then uh, talk about the great cities in California. You get all this amazing food, sushi, whatever you want. They got it in California. Hey, If you can't find it in California, man, you got a problem. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. I made that up on my own. Anyway, I love California. Discover why California is the ultimate playground. Head to visitcalifornia.com to start planning your trip today. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform. And one source of truth. This is unbelievable. I've been talking about this idea for years. I know. I want you to explain it more. I can. Okay. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required access from anywhere. I had this idea years ago. (laughs) I was telling people no one listened to me. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems. Remember when I said that? Yeah. Because you've got one unified Unified business business management management suite. suite. You said that. Yeah. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math, man. Yeah. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash Conan, netsuite.com slash Conan. I'm going to say it one more time just for emphasis. NetSuite.com slash Conan. On the way in today, Sona, I was thinking about just how much has changed over the years. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, we were all dancing the Jitterbug and the Watusi. And then you grow up now and there's mosh pits and everything's gone (laughs) cuckoo there's this new thing called rap i don't know what's happening anymore but guess what in a world full of change there's one thing that hasn't changed mm-hmm. the great taste of miller light are you with me on oh, this oh yeah i'm right there with you yeah and you know another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less 
filling. Yeah. I hate a filling beer. When I have a filling beer, I just want to sit down in a beanbag chair for six days, but not with Miller Lite. So what's the best thing about the original light beer? Mm -hmm. Back in 1975, the big debate in America was what's more important, that it's less filling Miller Lite or it tastes great. Yeah. The cool thing is when we all realized it's both. Okay. It's less filling and it tastes great. All right, everybody wins. Everybody wins. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and it's less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Conan. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Yeah. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. I feel like I've produced a film with you. Let's talk about that. Do you feel that way? Well, we had, you and I had an interesting, uh, and I don't know where this is going or what you're doing with this project. Yeah, uh, I don't know. But I'm I'm just going to say that I got this invitation to uh, uh, go to your office and I didn't know anything about what was going to happen. And then um, you had this, it was absolutely fascinating. I think it was over two hours, you and I, and I think you've done this with a bunch of other people, yes. but you just presented me with a bunch of decks of cards and I would select different cards mm-hmm. that would lead us towards the making of a movie. Yeah. And so, okay, and I would, so I'd pick a, you know, you'd start out with genres and I would just I'd pick three genres and you and I would talk about them. We produced and, it together. And this is your life. Your life is <laughs> making films that is your life now and you're making these films and you think about it and you're clearly extremely gifted at it and this is what you've been put here to do. And then there's me and I'm just firing all these <laughs> ideas at you about how we could make it was this so movie. Fun. It was really fun. Um, <laughs> so let me, I'll give you a little- Do you think we ever, do you think we ever got close to making a movie together <laughs> that could be made? Be now, Yes, yes. Our premise was was solid. Okay, okay. And you were a big part of that. Now, wait, can I backtrack for sure. just yeah. a second? And, yeah. and because this is something that, these are, these are a bunch of sessions I've been doing with people who I, whom I admire- uh, the the Ryan Kuglers, the Paul Thomas Andersons of the world. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what what's going to happen of these, but they really are amazing at sort of like learning about how other creative people think about the filmmaking process. Right. The Daniels, mm-hmm. um, we uh, some just incredible filmmakers, and then Conan. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Um, <laughs> you gotta break it up every now and then. <laughs> you know, every now and then it's like this is a, this amazing French meal, VC soise, and you know, just spe- perfectly baked, you know, steaks and everything. And then you, every now and then you gotta just have new perspective. Yeah. Fruit loops. Different giant, thing. Some fruit, fruit loops. <laughs> fruit loops <laughs> with a big, with a lot of almond milk. Uh, and so the whole thing was we did a. We we ended up. It's kind of like D and D and D, but making um, a movie. Yeah, and it's a fake movie. And we ended up making a, a Christmas movie. A, a Christmas movie. Yeah, we ended up making a Christmas movie that I remember thinking at the time. I absolutely think this could be a Christmas movie. Yeah, that's the fun. I of think it. this could be a Christmas movie. Uh, and we're not. You know, I don't want to get too much into it because uh, we did record it. So you never know. This could be something. I don't right. know what you're doing with all this. Uh, it could well, be a movie. Yeah, hey, I did, but so- spoil away. I don't care. Okay. Well, we <laughs> we, we had uh, it was it was really fun. It was a lot of fun, and yeah. it was really fascinating because um, my thing is to just pitch, 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 and I threw so many bad ideas at yeah. you. And my favorite part was watching the light go out of your eyes <laughs> yeah, yeah. when I'd be going down a really bad road, and I'd see you go, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, Conan. Uh, <laughs> maybe, and we were, really had to act like we're going to pitch this in a meeting with executives. So sometimes you'd say, uh, just don't do that whole run in the, yeah. in the meeting with the executives. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That was really we fun. We had to, well, yeah, and you had to, you had to talk some actors off of some ledges and stuff <laughs> like that. Because that's part of, part of the game 
is every now and then you say, okay, now it's time to pick a disaster. Like there's a, oh, right. uh, there's a, there's a, a kerfuffle, there's a problem. So you'd splay out other cards because there are all these different decks of cards and I'd pick one out and it would say, you know, your actor has lost his mind and run off set. Who's, who was the bad egg? Uh, Woody? Woody Harrelson was causing <laughs> us some problems. Kind of problems. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it's um, which just you know, I think it's, the minute you draw the Woody Harrelson card, you know he's going to be causing problems. <laughs> Trouble. <laughs> and we were shooting on location, uh, and um, but I, oh. did, you sent me in to deal with Woody a bunch of times. Um, so, yep, and and, to deal with Woody and his and then issues. and then uh, also Jen Aniston was part of yeah. our because that was one of the cards we drew. Right, and um. I was not allowed to speak to her. Well, <laughs> That's a wise choice. As a, as, a, as a producer, we made some early <laughs> decisions. That was really wise funny. Choice. I remember it. I was just not allowed to. Just, it was very real. You were so good. I could see why you're very good at what you did because you were very gentle with me. But you were like, well, Jordan, Jordan. Look, I was, I was legitimately honored. I just knew if I could um, mine mm -hmm. yeah. know, that gold. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, in this in this way, we got yeah. It's like okay, and we had I think also Charlize Theron yeah, is yeah. in there, and you're and you were saying like, yeah, well, um, I'll talk to them. I'll, I'll talk, talk to them. them. <laughs> now, why don't you go talk to Woody? <laughs> <laughs> Woody's in the trailer. Go uh, hang out with Woody, and I'll I'll deal with the ladies. And I'm like, all right, okay. Yeah. I still don't understand why I can't have dinner with them. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, all uh, you know, just out. From the in the context of the of of uh, all of these sessions I've done, it's just I mean that one is just gonna live forever for me. It's like holy shit, I just got to like it movie improv with Conan. Basically, it was, fun. It was cool. It was really fun. We it had a very cool. good time. Um, yeah, you know I wanted Sorry to, to kill momentum with another compliment. That's okay. <laughs> we. we play those. He always fast forwards them or takes them out. <laughs> I take them right out. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's funny because I think uh, you asked me about the movie Halloween while we were there, and I know that this is one of your all-time favorites. Is the movie is the movie Halloween? And I remember you asked me a question about it. I'm trying to think if it was about was it about Mike Myers hmm. on Saturday Night Live? Mike, oh. Mike Myers and Michael Myers and yeah. the the connection between the two. Yeah, that probably yeah. doesn't exist. But I I just asked you about the rumor about him having a, a Halloween poster up in his office. Oh, okay. But, I remember. I remember what we were. I remember we mentioned Halloween at one point, so I don't mm -hmm. remember. But um, I do love Halloween. We can clean that up. You love the movie Halloween. That is one of your favorites. And what I love is you're. So, it's so specific. But I've heard you talk about there's a way that Mike Myers. Uh, there's something about his physicality and the way he kills that you find really fascinating. Well, I mean, you know, the the thing about Michael Myers is I, I think of him as a, a truly minimalist uh, villain, mm -hmm. which I, I just love that. You know, I think that's that's always the, the scariest. I mean, the master class with him, you know the story about the mask, that it was a William Shatner mask. I've heard that. That was painted. The prop guy just went to the store, was like, fuck, we got to, it could be, <laughs> you know, it could be this whatever, this clown mask, or check this out, and it, and it, it all clicked, and Carpenter's a genius. Mm -hmm. So... You know what I what I love about that that film is how Carpenter tailored this monster in all of the choices: the mask, the way it, he moves, um, the the stillness, um, shot from across the street, and you can kind of the Where's Waldo aspect. Mm -hmm. It's just all very elegant for what what's ultimately, you know, meant to be a brutal kind of killing tale, and that's kind of like that's why I think. Horror is, you know, such elevated cinema uh, when done right. I've noticed something that I was watching the movie that came out a number of years ago, uh, The Witch. Mm. And it's, uh, is it Eggers who made that film? And I noticed that there was one thing that, to me, I love a movie that creates such an eerie environment. Things that aren't otherwise scary are frightening to me. So there's one shot early in The Witch, which just shows a bunch of, it's a tree line. It's just a tree line and the wind's moving through it. Mm -hmm. It's a New England tree line mm -hmm. and the wind's moving through it and the leaves are rustling and it stays on that shot and there's mm -hmm. the music. And I remembered feeling like the, the, the hair on the back of my neck standing up. Mm -hmm. And I thought that's, to me, I like films. I don't necessarily need blood flying everywhere constantly. I love this idea of something's amiss and otherwise normal 
sort of harmless looking objects or environments suddenly scare the shit out of me and I can't tell you why. Mm -hmm. I mean, so much is the music, right? Yeah. I mean, like the, the same moment can go so many different ways. And if the music is scary, then it, it'll be scary. If the music is too happy, it's even scarier. You know, it's, right. it, 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 um, uh, I, yeah, I'm all, I'm all about tone as well. Yeah. So what's, what is your all time favorite if you had to do? Wow. Um, horror. Horror. God, I, I, it's, it's so hard because I don't know. I don't think I'm qualified to say because I don't know the genre as well. Sure you do. Come <laughs> but on. I, I mean, uh, I, See three men and a baby as a horror film. Oh, so no. just, it has that ghost it, in the window. That <laughs> famous no, ghost. No, uh, I'm always uh, no, I, a comedy that hits me the wrong way is to me the ultimate horror film. You know, right. if if there's a comedy that I think I feel like, nah, I didn't like that. That's more horrifying to me than anything. It's like, really, you guys were going for comedy? That's horrible. Well, um, you know that that you know that that you know that ghost in the behind the sh curtains mm -hmm. in that one scene of three men and the baby yep. you know about that no i don't i mean so, i know of I mean, it but i don't know yeah. what the well so it's you know it turns out you know the whole ur urban legend was that there's a moment where you can see um a ghost mm -hmm. behind the curtain in this loft downtown three men and baby three men and baby and the reveal was that or revealed that the truth supposedly is that it was you know ted danson's character was an actor mm-hmm and then it was a cardboard cutout of Ted Danson that if you look and look up YouTube, it's 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 looks like a child ghost behind the thing. But I've always wanted to make a horror film where someone's being hunted by a cardboard cutout of Ted Danson. <laughs> <laughs> He's not in it. It's uh, like this. do I need his I probably need his permission. You probably need the permission. <laughs> but well, you did, know, we can get did... a photograph of him. <laughs> but uh <laughs> Oh, oh, there's another movie I really liked, It Follows. Yeah, uh, which masterpiece. I thought was so terrific. And it's just this concept of someone slowly walking towards you from like 800 yards away. Yeah. And I watched that and I thought, I, I, I think uh, walking, a, a zombie walking is scarier than a zombie running. Yes. I mean, I obviously, I, I had a scene in my film where there's a guy running towards you. So yes, I have a little which bit Which is also very scary. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm, and I'm not, I'm, it depends on the situation. Yeah. But- Zombie running to me is less frightening than zombie walking. What do you say? Mm, meh. I mean, <laughs> if you, what? are you talking about something that can that gets to you if later? It gets, it gets to me later. You're talking about something that gets to you later is scarier than something that gets it to you sooner. It makes an appointment? <laughs> yes. I like my zombies that call the day before uh -huh. and they uh, and so. they say it's for good. And, I'm, and by the way, I, I hope you have a ramp. Because I can't use stairs. Does okay. well to be fair. To be fair, it follows was uh, it was in, I had seen it follows. Uh, uh, I I think by the time I had shot Get Out mm -hmm. and part of that scene where a Walter is running straight yes. out. Yeah, I I I believe if I'm not mistaken, I I was thinking. Well, you know, can how, how what 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 I love about the energy of it follows is is anything in any movie. That comes from the 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 back of the house towards you yep. is doing the ultimate in film illusions. Yeah, it's the it's the train robbery, right? A train yes. coming through. People will uh, dodge out of the way. Exactly. And um, so anyway, so I I took what uh, a little bit of what it follows had done and North by Northwest before yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, sped Walter at it. So kudos to that film. Well, it's it's terrifying yeah. when he's running right at when when Walter's running right at the lens. It's absolutely terrifying. I also find it scary when they're all sitting around in in It Follows and uh, a, a character from way far away is yeah. just slowly walking. Oh, now, yeah. yes, I like the idea that I have time to call an Uber. Yeah. <laughs> There's, a, a, and then debate which one is closest and right. wait like, nine minutes. Uh, and, and you're, and all that time you're just, you're watching and experience more and more fear as it gets closer. Yes, yeah. and also fear about should I have gone? I don't know if I picked the right ride. You I know, just, maybe I shouldn't have gone. Maybe I just should have gone comfort. Yeah. Uh, do you know what I mean? Um, Done an Uber pool and yeah. Yeah. Uber pool would have yeah. come faster. Or but oh no, up lift. I had not, to have comfort. Yeah. This is not what most horror <laughs> yeah. uh, protagonists uh, have on their minds. Yeah. Well, 
again, agree to this disagree. Is, this uh, is <laughs> you. I'm opening you to a new kind of horror, and I want you to, you're free to use this in any of your films think, where something terrifying is happening, but then the character's worried about what this is going to cost them financially. Yeah. And, um, and then it they, just feels like the horrors in your life. Mm -hmm. You know, when I put out something into my movie, I'm putting real horror, something I'm really afraid of. Right. Like if I saw like a doppelganger right. or racism. Yeah. But you're talking about things like, What's the right ride sharing app? So uh, is this, uh, is yeah. Amazon Prime, is it the free delivery? Uh, do I really need this in a day? No, Am I willing no. to pay more for it? So if the it's guy in, in Get Out really was based on you. The, yes. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, I'd have voted for Obama. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, really. Um, <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll work on a horror premise. And... <laughs> this is why I don't get invited to any of these cool <laughs> horror discussions. All right. <laughs> you know what I found? I found uh, there was a movie, uh, I think it was The Vanishing. Oh, the, 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 the original? Yes. The original oh, Vanishing. Yeah. The uh, Dutch. I, love, I loved that, that movie. Harrowing, yeah. uh, it's harrowing. I oh. love uh, moments of uh, Let the Right One In. Uh, the original again. Yeah. They've always keep remaking these movies, but I like uh, the originals. Um, and I do love. Uh, I mean, things like uh, movies like Midsummer freaked me out. Okay, um, so this this tells me you are in fact a horror fan, and you have very good taste. These are good movies, and you and The Vanishing is fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. That's dark stuff. It's really dark stuff. A dark oh, yeah. movie in all daylight. That's the crazy thing. Yeah. It's so well lit. I honestly, I didn't see that as being your cup of tea. Oh, you know what's funny too? I love those movies. And I was talking about this with my wife the other day. I said, you never watch these movies with me. And she said, because I don't <laughs> like that stuff. And she said, when we got married, I had no idea that this is, and, I, and it's, it's something that's been growing, but I mm -hmm. really do love these films, but no one in my house, my kids don't, like horror as a genre and so i have to go and watch these things alone and uh then that feels creepy and sad. <laughs> but so so maybe i'll get you to come over hey can watch. I'd, I'd love, i'll bring the cards we'll, we'll bring, <laughs> bring the, the cards bring your cardboard uh ted danson uh, <laughs> and then um but you know uh i love love that sense of eeriness hereditary goes so crazily off the rails yeah. It's insane. Well, yeah. um, but... Just a, I, iconic film. I, uh, I love this movie, and so, and so scary too. Ari's and, and I don't know if you've met Ari. He did this same. I played the same game with him, and he's very, you know, he's very nice, very funny, very, you know, warm dude. Right. And as you would imagine, these mo the the our film just creeped into this like eerie dark place that I just you know I I I couldn't even wrangle it back, <laughs> um and so again it's like it, it, it um it, he he's uh, from a horror perspective you know in in many ways he's the he's the champ. Well, you know I was gonna say and I thought because uh, this is something I mean, it's sort of what we're talking about, but just as in. The witch. I, could just, I was just looking at all these trees undulating. Yeah. But in Nope, taking when you're taking what is a very friendly looking sky, it's a friendly sky, and it's not even a menacing cloud, but it becomes menacing. It's for me. It's all about difficulty of the dive, which is how can you take something that really is wouldn't frighten you in any other situation. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have this dark thundercloud or whatever it's just very calm beautiful sky and then you learn that if you stare at it in the distance you can identify that it's different from the other but it takes a while and i, I loved all that i love the way you just kept sl really slowly but it just the notching it up and notching it up thank i love you. that thank you i'm 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 i mean my sort of philosophy of the the genre is is you know, I'm 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 confrontational with my audience, but I also want to. You know, I'm based on on a comedic sensibility, so I want to get the entire audience on board. Mm -hmm. And so, one of the challenges with the genre of horror and nightmarish shit is that you're asking people to come take time out of their lives and come to a worse world. <laughs> 
and a scarier world for a while. And so some people will are just, hey, I'm in, I'm, let's go. But for most people, you kind of need a sort of special set, set of circumstances. And so what I found and what I love in horror movies is when the aesthetic and the, the, the vibe and I love daytime horror where, where everything about the viewing experience is soothing and warm to the audience. Yeah, yeah. You know, what you're, you're sort of n- noticing, of course, is in so many of the best movies that, that births the creepiest sensibility because, you know, anything that's sort of trying to be scary through trying to be scary kind of ends up in, you know, on, on, in a, a Halloween store. Yeah, it's, 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 I mean, again, we're go- jumping back the similarity to comedy, but my favorite comedy is there's absolutely nothing funny ha- going on here. Mm-hmm. Nothing funny is going on here. <laughs> like <laughs> nothing funny happening here. And that was, uh, you know, something that uh, the Zucker brothers stumbled on, which is no, let's just get these great straight men actors to be an airplane mm-hmm. and let's have them. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, surely you don't think I do. And don't call me Shirley. Mm-hmm. But they say it like, I'm sorry, but your son is dead. And, and it's just horrifying. <laughs> but they're saying this absolutely hilarious stuff, but in the same way that they did on 1970s detective shows. Mm-hmm. So when you're, nothing funny happening here is my favorite kind of comedy. And nothing scary is happening here might be my favorite kind of horror, mm. which is not the castle and nighttime and you know and and shrieking and howling in the night it is something you you can make uh a, you know a ranch country that otherwise is quite beautiful uh or you can take uh a, a beautiful weekend home and someone's visiting his girlfriend and make it absolutely terrifying absolutely. and to me that's that's scarier it's the and it is so much. It's the music. It's like if there was a, if the, for our interview here for our discussion there was a camera slowly moving around, mm-hmm. and as we as you were talking, it was just more of a boom boom, dum dum, ding You know, you would be like, "What the fuck is Conan about to do to Jordan?" You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's about to happen? You know, yeah, yeah. And it, there is. So and lots of you talking and just and me just staring at you. <laughs> yeah, and, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it. Right. But to your point, you being friendly and nice, the nicer you are with that music, the scarier the scene even becomes and the more sort of joyous. So this is the reason, like, you know, smiles in are big in horror. It's that that instant visual, visceral, primal contradiction of of your terror, you know, is, um, and this is part, part of why I find if I can unlock the right horror engine and world, I can get more glee out of trying to tell that story than, you know, even doing sketch or any, any, any other thing. But it's not like I can just go, okay, I'm going to make a movie about, I'm just going to make my, um, Michael Myers movie where I make a movie about some, you know, a killer with a, a, a knife and necessarily have that be fun for me. Yeah. That's not going to be my 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 thing. So I'm uh respect, you know. That's why Carpenter is the goat. Yeah. In 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 horror. Yeah. But um you know, yeah, my 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 I'm going to be the uh looking for some way to subvert it in my own way. Yeah. Do you miss performing? Do you miss it at all or is it like nope, that was that was fun. Done with that. Yeah, I mean I think it's it 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 does feel like it's it's uh it's hard to it's hard to say. I guess I guess maybe a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's just kind of starting. I mean, I did that run with Key and Peele really was getting to do everything. Um and that came at the end of like you you've been out there for a while. Yeah. You've been doing improv, you're on Mad TV, so you you had been working it for a while before people really got to know you. Oh yeah, in, in yeah, Key yeah, yeah, I was I was slinging rock <laughs> in a um, sketch comedy form. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. on Mad TV. Yeah, you know, um, I, and and then of course my entire sort of what was meant to be a collegiate career was dedicated to improv and sketch in Chicago and, and Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. So I feel like. I no, I, I, I you scratch what, what, that itch. What I get to do now is just more fun. Yeah, it's just more fun. Yeah, 
It well, is. also, I mean, you're creating worlds, yeah. which is uh, which is just, uh, I mean, what could be More greater than that? I know? mean, I'm, I'm, you know, to, and to be to be fair and and clear, it's like there's there's something that's possible when you have this, as you know, this privilege of working with this enormous team yeah. of people who are like. Okay, I'm I'm on board with your vision. Let's go. Yeah, and there's something that is just that's just uh, it, you feel like okay, this it's not about me anymore. It's about this thing we can we've built and we're building and these things that we're gonna build. It, it's it's hard to look back at all that time, especially because like like 300 short films, short comedy films. Yeah, if I wanted to do one again, I got to do it again, and and then ultimately, I'm not. I'm I'm sick of watching myself. And so, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 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 <laughs> I know it is really funny. We, all of these cameras on here are just on him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're not. We don't even have your mic on. Yeah. This is just. <laughs> we're gonna later try and remember what it is you said. Right. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna read over. We have a transcript of what you said, and I'm gonna read it back. Right. Well, <laughs> that's, the, that's the creepiest idea. Yeah. A guy has uh, lost his mind to that degree. Um, but uh, that's, a, that's Alex Jones, right? Yeah. didn't know that, but he was. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. Had, uh, We're working our way towards that format. Yeah. You just oh. have to, yeah. Oh, we'll boy. get there. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> guys, it's a corporate move. <laughs> Came from up top. So just, uh, um, I'm curious, what's it like now? You're in this position where you are getting to meet these directors, these people that made your childhood, helped form your sensibility. Do you have an easy time walking in and going, hey, how are you? Or do you get a little self-conscious around people like it that? It depends who. Yeah. And um, it's not necessarily, uh, it's not necessarily a one-to-one -one who is, you'd think would be easy to talk to. I remember meeting Michael Mann mm -hmm. and you know, you always hear he's kind of gruff and, you know, who there are all kinds of right. stories can uh, can predate meeting somebody. And I just felt he was so kind of warm, connected, cool. Uh, and um, and I, and I, and so I, I had no nerves uh, talking to the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Paul Thomas Anderson, you know, he's a good friend of mine. I've yeah. I've I've spent a lot of time with him and I'm still very nervous around him. So it's, very, it's weird. Yeah. You know, because he's just that. Fucking cool. He is. You get to call him PTA. I'm like Pete. PT. Yeah. PTA. No. I, yeah. I do. I think I have called him. Because Sandler's friends with him. He's always going. He's always saying things like, "Hey, Coney." Calls me Coney. Hey, yeah. since SNL days. But he <laughs> sticks with that. And he goes like, "Hey, Coney." Yeah. I just had. Uh, you know, I'm having a sandwich with PTA, and I'm yeah. always remembering like, wait, you're. <laughs> what? Why are you meeting the parent teacher? teacher <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I forgot yes. I'm not cool. Mm -hmm. But yeah, another great. You forgot cool for a second? I just, I'm sorry. I forgot I was. It's because you actually have lunch yeah. with the Parent Teacher Association. When I, yeah, and I'm yeah. disappointed when yeah. Paul Thomas Anderson shows up. Yeah. No, no I'm one not. says Paul Thomas Anderson anymore. Yeah. No one says that anymore. People no. say PTA. Okay, well, I guess you know. I'm not, a, didn't get the memo. <laughs> My whole life. <laughs> if I ever write an autobiography, it's like I didn't get the memo. No. <laughs> by the way, he would he would disagree with me. By the way, on the record, I think he would. I think he'd say, "No, please, yeah, call me Paul, probably, yeah, yeah probably." I'll stop yeah. speaking for him. <laughs> he he does a pretty good job. Now, where are you in the midst of working on your next film? Uh, I mean, you probably can't say anything about it, but where I, I don't even understand how your process works. Do, does an idea come to you and then it just percolates for a while? How does it happen? Yeah, I mean, this has been a uh, obviously an interesting year because uh, the writer strike has mm -hmm. had me sort of in a a, a state of um, listening. Yep. You know, and uh, that's kind of where I've needed to be. And I, I, I do feel like, you know, my next project is, um, is clear to me and, and I'm, I'm, I'm psyched to, to that, that I have another film that, you know, it could be my, the, could be my favorite movie if I make it right. That's awesome. Oh, can't wait. Can't yeah. Wait. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. I could be totally bullshitting you guys right now, and you guys. Huh? I can't wait. Yeah, I'm guessing. Well, I'll be comped. You'll have to pay. Yeah. Well, and we'll do it. We'll just. I'll get my. Yeah. We'll. No, uh, they should. You want them to? They'll pay. Why I don't think, you just 
pay for us. Well, and then not I'm, go. Because I'd like to go oh. for free oh. with PTA oh, as, my, as my plus one. Oh, no. No? no, that that's okay. on offer. I don't know that that's on offer. <laughs> Thank you. Jesus. Have you talked? This was going so PTA? well. This is one. I love this discussion and then I, I you pushed it too far I pushed it too far that's on me that, I'm gonna look me? at the tape later and go like yeah that's the part that was that's the, the moment that's the ruin, uh, moment I ruined it the Alex Jones um, came out <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I still think we should move in that direction there's a lot of money in that um, sir uh, it's a serious crazy honor to have you here hey, uh, and and you have just I think of all the boxes of what what makes an artist someone that I'm I really like, and you've just checked all of them, and so uh, and uh, damn it, at such a young age, frustrates me. Well, um, no, but, that's, yeah, that's but, but such a I'm just very well, cool to have you here and to get to talk to you and to getting to hang out with you the other day and have that crazy experience uh, where we thought of a movie which I'm convinced is going to make a billion dollars. It's the next Barbie. The Maybe that's is. his next project. Yeah, but he's not talking. Maybe about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll be conveniently well, cut out of it. There was no deal. There was we didn't. There was no agreement that there would be any actual financial. I wouldn't need it. It would just be the joy of seeing my name above yours. Uh, is that what you think? <laughs> Do you know how many films I've made? Have you seen my films? Anybody? You haven't made any. Oh, yeah. right. Forgot. Again, way Zero. over my skis. Uh, Jordan, thank you so thank much. Thank you, Conan. Thank uh, you guys for having me. So cool to have you here. And um, we got to do this again sometime. Wonderful. Yeah. I would love it. All right. All right, man. And work me in a cameo somehow. Well, hey, if you're serious. I am serious. So we're doing a Slender Man. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Cap'n Crunch. This has meaning for me, okay? Because I grew up as a child obsessed. My brothers and I were obsessed with sugar cereals. We loved Cap'n Crunch. And then when they came out with Cap'n Crunch and Crunch Berries, oh. I just, it was like Oppenheimer. <laughs> I saw a white light and I knew that life had changed forever. And true story, I was just back in Boston visiting my brother, Neil. And not kidding, he is two years older than me. We are grown-ass adults. What do we do? We sit down at our kitchen table in Brookline, Mass., and we both crack open a box of Captain Crunch with Crunch oh Berries. Oh my God. And we had it together, multiple bowls. And I was so happy. Oh, it's nice that you have that. It really is. Break away from the ordinary with Captain Crunch and bring back the spirit of adventure to your mornings. Everyday life can be stressful, but I've got to tell you, it's just such a sense memory for me. Not just original Captain Crunch, which is great. Then, oops, all berries yeah, they came up with. I remember that. Usually I don't eat foods that have oops in the title. <laughs> but when they came up with oops, all berries, I was there. Peanut butter. Oh my God. Peanut butter crunch is fantastic. It turns the milk into this cool peanut butter milk. I love it. Join the crew for your next breakfast time crunch venture. That's a word now. Buy Captain Crunch's new Cinnamon Crunch now at a retailer near you and learn more at CaptainCrunch.com. Neil, we made it! <laughs> Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend is sponsored by ADT. Now ADT professionally installs Google Nest products so your home is safe. And smart. You can check in on your home and manage your security systems from virtually anywhere. Google Nest Cams can tell the difference between a person, an animal, a vehicle, or with the Nest doorbell, even a package. You can know that there's a package out there. I know. And not a person. You don't have to that do helps. anything. Yeah, sometimes a person rings the doorbell and I think it's a package. Anyway, <laughs> and with Nest Aware as part of your monthly ADT service, you can get 30 days of event video history, even smarter notifications like when a familiar or unfamiliar face is seen. Plus... When every second counts, you can trust ADT's 24-7 professional monitoring. You can view video of an alarm event and verify or cancel an alarm with just a tap. Mm. I'm always setting off alarms accidentally. This is helpful for me. Oh, good. When the most trusted name in home security adds the intelligence of Google, well, you got a home with no worries. Go to ADT.com today or call 1-800-ADT-ASAP. Google, Nest Cam, Nest Doorbell, and Nest Aware are trademarks of Google LLC. Mm. 
Many delightful things have happened on this podcast over the last five years, but I maintain that my favorite audio moment, and this is really saying something because I think we've had some great audio moments, but for me personally, was recently we had Werner Herzog. Great filmmaker, director, uh, documentarian, Werner Herzog was on the show and we're chatting with him. It was an amazing, I loved the conversation and I think we got a lot of terrific response about it. I think you guys know where I'm going with this. Mm -hmm. At one point, he was talking, I think about pop culture and how he's, yes, he tries to stay somewhat familiar with it. And then inadvertently out of nowhere, he mentioned uh, a reality show. Um, and he, I think he qualified it by saying, I'm not sure this is still on any longer. But then he mentioned the, uh, the reality show and the name of the show combined with Werner Herzog's unique delivery delighted me. Mm -hmm. It didn't just delight me, but it, it stayed in my head for days afterwards. It's just this lozenge that just keeps on giving. It doesn't lose its power. It was 100% the last thing I expected to come out of his mouth. Exactly. And he got the full title. Nobody calls it that. Everyone yeah. just calls it by the name. Yeah, but he got the full title. He said it in his voice and then the way he says it. So Eduardo, if you would do the honors, this is Werner Herzog saying something that really makes me happy in three, <laughs> two, one. Here comes honey boo boo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry. It's the boo boo. Here comes honey. Uh, again. Yeah. Here comes honey boo boo. <laughs> it's, it, how does that not cure cancer, end all wars? How does that not reduce carbon emissions worldwide immediately? Close the ozone layer. Yeah. Maybe it will. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I feel seen. Because I, I want to say, because so? I, I think he's so, he's just on such a high pedestal. Yep, yep. But then there's something he and I have in common, which is sh shitty reality shows. Yes. And so we're the same person. Now. Yeah, there's that. No. There's that. But no. the best part is more about the, this the sound. Yeah. To me, yes, that's nice. That's nice. I get what you're saying. But to me, it's about this. Here comes honey boo boo. <laughs> Listen to the boo boo. I know. Listen it's to so the belabored honey boo boo. In fact, Eduardo, as we talk, just pepper it in as we talk. Whenever don't, you don't, like. Don't even wait for us. Yeah. yeah. Here comes honey boo boo. <laughs> yeah, it's the boo boo. It's boo -boo. the. Here comes honey boo boo. Oh, yeah, that's, that's very really good. good. But not as good as this. Here comes honey boo boo. <laughs> yeah. It's um. I don't know. I think when it's my time to go. Mm. which is who knows when, mm. but Soon. people yeah. always talk about what's, what is it they want? And I'm thinking, I want um, you know to have a really good Pinot Noir. I want to eat a really good uh, Sicilian uh, thin crust pizza. And then I want them uh, to start turning up the dials on various things that will take me to the next plane. And then I just want to hear this over and Here over and over. Here comes honey boo boo. Over and over. Just Here go. Here comes honey boo boo. Over and over as I Ooh. leave this earth. Here comes honey boo boo. Here comes honey boo boo. Here comes honey boo boo. I mean, I just want to, I, I think that would make me happy. The odds of that happening in our lifetimes are just astronomical, and we got to be here. Here comes it. honey boo boo. Yes, yeah. the fact that, has he ever said that? Maybe he has, but he said it to us, and there were microphones around, well, and we captured here it. Just comes the fact honey that boo -boo. we are living in a time where Werner Herzog existed, and here comes honey boo boo existed, and they You're met. saying it wrong. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Here comes honey boo boo. It's here comes honey boo boo. Here comes honey boo boo. I want someone to do a dance song and just have that loop. And loop that. Here yeah, comes yeah, yeah. Honey boo -boo. We have really creative fans. Maybe someone can do it. The question is is there somewhere out there, is honey boo boo herself going, oh I, I watch little Dieter oh learns to fly? God. I watch what? Oh. Little Dieter learns to fly. No. Oh. What? It's it's the accent. What is that accent? It's Honey Boo Boo's accent. I know, is but it? it's really funny coming from you. Do it again. I want to see it. <laughs> I watched Little Dieter Learn to Fly. Uh, oh, say that she also likes uh, Grizzly Man. <laughs> I like Grizzly Man. I like Aguirre Wrath of God. Oh, that's the best one. Yeah. <laughs> I like Aguirre. Do that again. I like Aguirre Wrath of God. And then here comes Honey Boo Boo. Now, uh, now let's do. He's announcing that she's coming with her favorite to say her favorite movie. And then you say and then you come in, uh, Honey Boo Boo, and say your favorite movie and go. Here comes Honey Boo Boo. I like a gear, eh? Wrath of God. <laughs> Perfect. That's really good. <laughs> do me a favor. This is what I want. Uh, I want Werner Herzog to say here, that he hears footsteps. 
okay? And so he says, here comes Honey Boo Boo, and then I wanna hear a door open, and then I wanna hear uh, Gorley. Everybody all set? So here we go. Here comes Honey Boo Boo. I watched Aguirre, Wrath of God. Now, that is, what? Is that, does that, I don't, that I think my door opening was okay, but I, then I did. I think, yeah, that was like a monster was, coming. But, but also, I think like... I was, you know what? She was, I think I had her on a pogo stick. <laughs> I think you did. Oh, that's good. Don't, yeah, you do the do foot. That. Yeah. yeah, no, don't that's do even that. better. Let's try yeah. it. And don't, let's try it again. Let's try guys, it again. I can't do Yes, you can. Effects. You're going to do it. Here we okay. go. Well, just so we have the order, it's got to go footsteps. Here comes Honey Boo Boo. Door opens. Aguirre Wrath of God. Yeah, uh, here we footsteps go. Footsteps are first? Yes. yes. Here we go. And and go. <laughs> wait, wait, what? Me. What? Oh my God. What did you do? What was that? Piffy Pit? Piffy Pit? Piffy Pit? Piffy Pit? What was Piffy Pit? What was Piffy Pit? <laughs> I say we keep it. <laughs> Just do it. Do it. Try it again. Try it again. <laughs> Here comes Honey Boo Boo. Then the door. I watch a Gary Wrath go. All right, let's try it one more time. I'll get it. We'll tighten it up. Sona, go. Here comes Honey Boo Boo. I watched the Geary Wrath of God. I think we almost got it except, what is Piffy Piffy Piff? <laughs> Why is she wearing a weird slipper? It's made of like- Well, how would you guys do the footsteps? I, that's a that's a horse. <laughs> yeah, she's coming in on a horse or she's been shod. What are you doing? She's tap dancing in. Come on, no, you guys aren't better. <laughs> Why does she heartbeat walk? Uh, she has AFib. She has AFib, a rare form of AFib that travels down and it vibrates the uh, the IT band. You guys are shitting. You guys know I can't do footsteps. Yeah, except you, Piffy Piffy Piff. Oh, I'd love to hear oh. her do all the sound effects on a. It was a cold night. Wishy washy, wishy washy. When the old man came, pithy, 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 pith. Why joke when with, you can get her to do it? With oh, his okay, faithful, okay. with his faithful horse. Let's do the faith, and his faithful horse was with him. Clack, 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 clack. No! Why does it speak? Something <laughs> like that. But why did you do clickety clackety? Because I was walking, and the horse was walking in. And just then, an alien ship landed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so stupid. And then they made all made smoothies in a blender. <laughs> that was a good blender. All right, listen, let's agree that as great as Sona was right now and as fantastic, much fun as we had, good times we had, nothing beats. Here comes Honey Boo Boo. Yeah. Mr. Herzog, you're our hero. Conan O'Brien needs a friend. With Conan O'Brien, Sona Movsesian, and Matt Gourley. Produced by me, Matt Gourley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Nick Liao, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson and Cody Fisher at Earwolf. Theme song by The White Stripes. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Take it away, Jimmy. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, and our associate talent producer is Jennifer Samples. Engineering by Eduardo Perez. Additional production support by Mars Melnick. Talent booking by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, and Britt Kahn. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review read on a future episode. Got a question for Conan? Call the Team Coco hotline at 669-587-2847 and leave a message. It, too, could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. Is there such a thing as a traveler? Not a Delta, because we know on one flight, Mike in 8C prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. While on the flight after, 8C is occupied by Jen, whose favorite snack is tea. That's why we provide fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members, because at Delta, we know. Refill? Everyone flies their own way. Delta, keep climbing. Free Wi-Fi available on most domestic flights. Terms of use apply. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. 
The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix.